You're listening to RTI Audio, powered by Rocky Top Insider. This is Pancakes and Bacon with VFL, Tyler Kerbison, and Reed Bacon. Hello, Vol Nation. Welcome to another episode of Pancakes and Bacon. I'm your host, as always, Kyler Kerbison. Join the three bacon. Have another great one. Uh, Vol's coming off a of victory versus Kentucky. Love beating the little brother. Um, but we're talking the whole game, breaking everything down, offense and defense. Also talking some sign stealing from the old uh, Michigan Wolverines up there. What did that mean for us last year? Um but before we get into any of those things, first and most importantly, Reed, how we doing, bud? Wow, what are you doing, little kitty cat? <laughs> <laughs> you calling up them kitty cats? Yeah, those little kitty cats up north. Wow. Now I didn't. We didn't plan. We didn't, we didn't plan this. But look at that. You got your Titans. I got my Oilers. Uh, speaking of kitty cat, shout out Will Levis. Appreciate the win, bud. Um, been shitting on you for about two years now, but thank you for scoring four touchdowns. He looked awesome. Yeah. Um, he see, looked I don't, awesome. I, I can't, my football mind will not let me change my entire thought process because of what he did. Cause you know who the last, uh, quarterback to throw for four touchdowns in their first start was yeah it was marcus i know i know stop Kyle. stop <laughs> stop new air yeah so we'll see we'll see what will does i, don't I know. remember those four tutties from marcus and they did not look like this it was completely different. i remember that game it was against um it was against the buccaneers and Jameis. matter of fact yeah. Jameis's first throw was a pick six by Maybe Alteron Werner. I don't know if he might not have still been. He might not have been there anymore. But anyways, I actually was going to wear my Oilers long sleeve dry fit, which you've seen, and it's sick. Yeah. But the hoodie was a little bit more comfortable for my drive. As you guys can see, I'm in a hotel room. I'm actually down here in Peachtree, Georgia, uh, the land of the dogs. I'm down here for work, and uh, yeah, so we're recording on Monday night. I, I, I mean, Reed, you don't you don't have to lie. We know why you're really down there. Why? I mean, steal some signs from the Missouri Georgia game. <laughs> we know Heifel called your ass up, said, "Hey, Bacon, I'm gonna need you to get down to the game. I'm gonna pay for your ticket and your flight, but you need to get down there and record some signals for me." I got you, Coach. No problem. Side, you need to go. You need to go on this seat. This is a row two, seat fifty-eight. On the 50-yard line on this side, the first half, and then you go to the other side for the second half. You know, I would do it. If Heupel needed me to, I would do it. Too bad I would probably be the worst sign-stealer in the world because I'd be too concerned about eating and checking yeah. my bets and all that stuff. But anyways, it is yeah. nice. Like, I am here for work. We waited. I literally just pulled in. I haven't unpacked. I'm eating. I'm doing this with <laughs> you. And uh, it's nice. Priority. I feel like I feel like it's uh, kind of like back to the old school of like me eating during the pods. Yeah, if those if people haven't been following us for a long time, this is this is classic read. Yeah, eating on the pod. This is vintage read. Yeah, but anyways, I don't want to talk too much long or too too long about the Titans, even though they looked amazing. The jerseys were incredible. Un- 
incredible, dude. Yeah. In, they looked uh, – They. I was like, how have we not been doing this two to three times a year ever since we've been back in Nashville? And I know there's probably some legalities and Houston There was the helmet and, stuff. Like the league took away alternate helmets. So yeah, that hurt. We did do it in 2010. Uh, yeah. We got we got murdered in the snow up in New England, and they wore their old school. But I'm telling you, that was one they, of the worst. They looked amazing. I wanted if I had not had to drive to Atlanta today for work and be here this week, I would have gone to Nashville yesterday to be at that game just for the simple fact of those jerseys. I would have liked to have seen against yeah. Atlanta. And let me last, last thing. If I see Ryan Tannehill on the field again, which Mike Vrabel's going to do it, he's going to say, if Ryan's healthy, he's our guy. I know he's going to do it, mm-hmm. but I do not want to see him anymore. I'm full Will. I'm full Will Levis. And I can't believe those words are coming out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah, you're full Will because we already know what Ryan is. I mean, that's why. It's not because Will is a guarantee that he is better than Ryan. It's just that we already know what Ryan Tannehill is. And you know what? I've been a Ryan defender for ever since he took the job. He's been so much better to Marcus. But he's it's, been great. It's the the window's over. It's over. Yeah, it is. Um, so yeah, good win. So we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. Uh, but sign stealing has been the talk of this past week. Before we get into the game, we don't spend a lot of time on it. But Michigan stealing signs from the whole Big Ten. That's how it started. You know, hey, eh, maybe some sportsmanship. I don't really care. Yeah, Big Ten, doing Big Ten things, whatever. Then it comes out that they were scouting us, scouting Georgia, scouting TCU, scouting every other team that could have been in the playoff. Um, And people aren't stretching too far saying that maybe they gave those those videos or what they were able to come up with to South Carolina so they could take out us and Clemson last year. Quite a conspiracy theory. I don't know if I quite believe that part. Um, I think, you know, South Carolina having a brand new offensive coordinator the week that we're about to play him had a bigger, bigger factor in that. I think uh, they were still not able to stop our offense. So like this, Sign stealing didn't like if they were, they weren't doing a good job of it because it was still like we were scoring when we wanted to. I mean, when Hinda got hurt in the third quarter, I think we already had 35 points. Like it was, we were still scoring. It's just they scored 60 on us. We couldn't stop them, right? Yeah, we couldn't stop them. So I think the change in offensive coordinator had a lot more to do with them beating us than anything else. Um, so I wouldn't necessarily put it on that, but very intriguing. Uh, I don't think I really am hurt like by it. Like it doesn't like hurt my like football morality in a way. Uh, thinking of, of them going to games and like trying to steal the signs. Um, I think it happens a lot. Not, I mean, probably not going to games, but at least like I have a guy that stands on the sideline and just looks at those guys over there doing signals. And he tries to figure out what they're doing. Like what well, I would have someone in film. I want you to take the wide angle and I want you to just look at the signal callers and that's it. I, <clears throat> I really don't care if this is one of those things. You ain't, that cheating, I don't, you ain't trying, right? Reed? 
I this is one of those things that I really don't care about, but I kind of like that they got caught so that other people can make it a big deal. And it's kind of funny because like I really don't care, but I can be like, ooh, Michigan, <laughs> you <laughs> cheaters. And like you don't deserve none of those wins. Take them out. Take them yeah. out. Yeah, it's like I'm gonna be the kid in, in class that's really not mad about stuff, but I'm still gonna be yelling from the back just to like riot. Um, Loser. <laughs> yeah. So listen. You know, it, it's been a part of the game for forever. Uh, it, I don't really care about it, but it's a damn bad look now that you got caught. Oh, yeah. So. Real bad, especially the jump in success rate <laughs> once it started happening. Well, the um, other thing is, too, they still got blasted. No, I know. They still got blasted. Apparently, it just came out like today or yesterday. Yeah. TCU got word. Yeah, I saw that. And they change their signals, and it's like, oh, I wonder. But at the same time, I'm like, you know, JJ McCarthy throwing a pick and fumbling at the goal line is not because of sign stealing. Like, you still didn't fix those things. Yeah. Um, but wouldn't it just be hilarious that they like go on to the national championship and then they're like, it doesn't count because you cheated? <laughs> like, they win one an actual real one, not like the fake one in 97. And then they're like, Hey, sorry, take it away. You cheated. <laughs> yeah. But you know, the NCA doesn't really matter. I mean, no one takes the NCA serious these days, so it, th- they would still be the winners. But anyways, Kyler, were you nervous at all during this Kentucky game? How did you feel? I was nervous going into it for sure. I had a little bit of uh, jitters um, just because you know, we've seen the roller coaster. We don't know who's which Tennessee team is going to show up. That's we don't know if first half Bama or first half Austin P is going to show up. So if first half Austin P showed up to that game, they would have lost big time. Um, but I think once we got into it and got into the groove, I still after the first drive was like, okay. Let's keep going. Like, please don't let up on this. Um, And then just to try, like, seeing some of Kentucky's plays that they ended up having having on our defense, I couldn't be upset at the defense. I was really looking at it like, fuck, yeah, that was a really good fucking throw. Like, yeah, yeah, that guy went up and got that ball. Like, yeah, that was – Yeah, that was a pretty good run. Like, it was like the defense, I couldn't necessarily say, like, y'all are shitting down your legs. You're letting him run free. He's wide open. Like, I felt like that on the touchdown after half versus Bama when Buddy's wide. Wide open. What the hell are y'all doing? And I look back and I'm like, yeah, Tamarian had a horrible technique and he was doing karaoke sideways and he tripped when he's trying to flip his hips back. And it's like, okay. But none of that other stuff, I wasn't like, oh, Danico has horrible coverage here. I'm like, no, the guy made a damn play. That's what happened. So it felt very like, okay, we're good. We're still we're still in this. There's not like a, you know, we're just letting shit happen to us. Um, so I felt good as the game progressed, and I did feel in control. Even when we're up three, I felt like we were in control the entire time. Bingo. <laughs> What's the capital of Washington, D.C.? 
What's that from Ricky Bobby? I love that. He goes, uh, the kids are sitting there at the dining table. And she got, she asked me what the capital of something was. And I said, Washington, D.C. And, and Cal goes, bingo. And it was bingo. the wrong And it was the wrong answer. Do you remember that? Yeah, I think he was like saying like they live in like Texas. She's like, what's the capital here? And he's like, Washington, D.C. Bingo. Bingo. <laughs> Bro, I, lo- I lose it. Dear That's baby Jesus, saying. dear baby Jesus swaddled in your eight pounds, six ounce. Yeah. Just, yeah. Little anyway, that's ex- I said bingo because that's exactly how I felt. So I was, you know, I was nervous leading up to the week, but then the day of, I was like just excited to watch them. Mm-hmm. I watch us score. I watch us stop them. I'm getting vibes and I'm like, okay, yeah, like I'm feeling pretty good. Then as the game went on, it's like, hey, we're letting them hang around here. Like I wish we had a couple more tutties instead of some of these field goals. And I thought Will Levis was was starting to cook up a little. I, yep. I, I, thought, I, I thought Devin Leary, Leary was – it's Devin Leary, right? Mm-hmm. I thought he was starting to cook up a little bit. I thought they were going to go to some of their quick game, which they did a little quick game, but some other stuff too. They just – they blocked well or held well, whatever you want to say, which I'm – if you want to go there, we can. We can talk about that. I'm kind of – I'm only going there because Hypo went there. I'm just burnt out. And when out we on talk that. about it, we can talk about it. Okay. Well, I'm burnt out on referee stuff. Like, I know. Um, two games in a row, no, no live ball penalties. Yeah, but if we if we were Arkansas fans, if we were Ole Miss fans, if we were whatever, like we're gonna think the refs are out to get them to us, the, us them too. Yeah. I mean, so that's Kentucky why he thinks the refs are on our side with that call on the Ramel catch. Could totally, totally, totally miss that call. And I thought what Jesse Palmer said was smart. Like, it's they called it on the field a catch, and that's why they didn't have enough to overturn it. So I was like, that makes we got away with one. We got lucky. Like that that was that shouldn't have been the case. But anyways, as the game went on, I felt pretty good. And then towards the end of the game, I was like, hey, we're letting them hang around a little bit. Then you're realizing, hey, are we gonna let them take the lead 24-23? Like, what are we doing here? And so then it had my it had my nerves peaked a little bit, and then I was like, "We're we're Tennessee, they're Kentucky. We'll make a play." And we ended up making a play, and we won the game, and it was it was great. And like I said, I just had this baby bit of of stress. I mean, I was way more stressed during A and M and some other games like that. Uh, like I said, this is more of like this is more of. I'm just like, I expect to beat Kentucky. So when we win, I'm like happy, but it's just like, hey, that's what we're supposed to do. Now, if we had lost, I would have been furious. Does yeah. that make sense? Yes, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, I remember. I remember playing. I remember being on the team and losing to Vandy. And I remember being on the team and losing to Kentucky. Yeah, it's fucking frustrating. Yeah, now, you- that didn't happen when I started, but I remember. So – Let's dive into it. So go ahead and start hitting me with the plays that you got. We'll go offense first. So go ahead and start hitting me with some of the plays you have. Or yeah, so let's go. Yeah, let's go offense first. Um, I was just so freaking impressed by the run blocking of this offensive line. I mean, they are opening up fucking massive holes. Massive, dude. Like some of the replays from behind. The quarterback were ridiculous. 
ridiculous. I mean, Dylan Sampson's late touchdown, just wide open. Uh, big first downs. I mean, Dylan Sampson's late run where Mincy pulls and gets flipped. It's wide open. Jalen Wright's long run. It's wide open. Um, so every time I see that, I mean, I'm just getting, you know, chubbed up in the pants every time, every single time. Yeah. It gets me so fired up to see just massive gaps because, you know, we were always taught as offensive linemen, like and running backs as a, as a group, it's like, it's not holes, it's cracks. Like find the crack in it. Don't think of it as like, oh, it's going to be huge. No, 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 no. Because if you think that, then when it's small, you don't think there's anything there. You start bouncing around. You think of it as cracks. These guys can think of it as holes. Dude, there you was can fit a truck through there. There was one though that Jabari, his little cuts were silly. It looked it literally people say make someone miss in a phone booth. He was making cuts in a phone booth, and it was now it honestly looked like a little maze because we had perfect blocks, and he's like bing, 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 bing. And it was only like a seven-yard run, but it was super impressive. Oh yeah, I love I love that play. He he made one linebacker look stupid, yep. and then another safety look stupid. Um, yeah. Also, running backs just did a fantastic job, and I've said this to you before: is taking care of their guy. Right? Yes. You leave yes. one for the running back. They get through the line, and there's their one guy. What does Jalen Wright do on his first touchdown? Breaks that tackle. Yep. Just makes a miss. Runs right past him. What is Dylan Sampson doing his touchdown late? He breaks both arm tackles of those guys. Jabari making those guys mince once he gets to the second level. Like running backs are taking care of their dude. Their their main guy is not the one who's making the tackle. I wrote that down multiple times about how they handled their guy, how they handled their individual. Yeah. I mean, I just said uh, like on my notes, right made safe makes the safety miss touchdown. Yeah. Yeah, that's what makes the difference. It, the offensive line can block as well as they want, but you still got a one-on-one every time that running back comes through the hole because there's too many guys. These guys are not. These guys are, are taking it up, and they're they're making two guys miss every almost every play. I mean, there's they'll make a move on a they'll make a move on a linebacker and then a safety, or they'll make a move on a linebacker then the nickel, or a nickel then a linebacker. It's like if there was an average, they're making like one, one and a half guys miss every play. Yeah, I agree. Um, I thought there was a little bit more thought process into how can we get Joe running the ball, which I like. I think Joe, and he kind of self-admitted this, like he gets more confidence when he runs than when he throws. So maybe it does help his throwing with the confidence. I wouldn't say he's like the best runner in the world. I still think there's times where I'm like, where are you going, bud? Um, But with the offensive line, the way they're blocking, it's kind of like you can see the hole. It's not hard to miss. Uh, Like that first third and two, the left side of the offensive line just absolutely mashed. I mean, just moved the entire line of scrimmage three or four yards down the field. John Campbell – I think it was Sprags and Coop just washed it whole down. So I I love to see that. I I like I like seeing Joe just take off in a scramble every time he does it. I'm just like do it more if it's not there, take off. Um, but 
you know, our offense did very well. Like I'm just talking overall right now, like our offense did very well, but there's Joe is who he is. Like he's not a great quarterback. So then when you need a play on a third and long or need something like that, Hypel showed you what he thought. Here's a third and nine. Here's a third and 14. Here's a third and 16. I'm running a shuffle, pa- a shovel pass. I'm running a screen. I'm running a draw. I ain't going downfield. It's so like it was kind of evident in the calls that were being made that I thought we're in third and nine. He's not throwing it deep. I, I don't know if you picked up on that too. <clears throat> yeah, I need to, I need to marinate on that one a little bit because. I don't know. I don't know. I need to marinate. I don't know if that was just kind of where we're at in the game. Maybe the the field position. It's third and fourteen. I mean, what they're going to be playing deep. What do you want him to do? Take a go route. I mean, I think sometimes he thinks that those are just the best plays. I don't know. I'll have to think about it. Well, let's. I want to I don't know. What I say. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Like the the so the second drive when we ended up with a field goal. It was third and fourteen. And we're in that kind of random range. Now, tell me how many times he's gone for it on fourth or set up something to go for it on fourth or, you know, tried to do something. And it was, you know, here's a little shovel pass. I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm thinking too far into it because I have seen him before. Like, I'm running inside zone on third right. long because I'm going for it on fourth. Right. But it's like he's not really wanting to do that anymore. Yeah, like I said, I, I don't I don't know which way I want to lean, so I don't want to waste time. But I'll just like I okay. said, I just need to marinate on that. Um, just throwing out plays uh, in that second drive. I love the little like swing pass to Jabari coming out of the backfield with a little castle lead. It's such a great extension of the formation because they have them both lined up in the backfield. Castle. Are we officially Are we officially going through plays yet? You're just kind yeah. of ball- okay, okay. one. Castles is lined up behind the right tackle. Jabari's on the right side of Joe. So they're lined up right, you know, he's right in front of him. This is set up perfectly for like Castles leading up to linebacker and Jabari falls right behind him on a run. And then all of a sudden they both take off outside and Castles is all about the block, right? Already into that mind frame. I am blocking for Jabari. So he starts looking for the block. Well, maybe they're like, oh, who are we covering in this? Um, so I just enjoy that as like, here's a little extension. Here's an easy pass for Joe. Here's a way to get to the edge really quickly. And you have a lead blocker. I love it. That kind of setup. Completely agree. So a couple of things that I have on, on offense, very first play of the game, the Jacob shift where they have him out where it's, we used to call it a Catholic, which was ACE formation. So two by two. And so he was in the slot, and they motion him over, and Kentucky doesn't follow him. So they motion him over, Kentucky doesn't follow, so it's like we gained that blocker there. Mm-hmm. Now, the nickel, their player was a good player. He came in, and he kind of undercut Jacob and, and hit Jalen by his, you know, shoestring tackle. But that play on the very first play of the game had a chance to go for 15, 20 yards, but the guy made a good play. But once again, just those little baby things, I love seeing that. Yeah. I, love the, I love the third and two formation. Because it's we're spread out, you still have your H back, and then you have your extra blocker with with the with uh, Jalen Wright, and this is where it's third and two, and they run Joe. What I loved on this play is instead of having 
Joe get it and Jalen run up and H back run up and try to plow through and we're going. And as we've talked about, the edge guys are the ones that make a lot of those tackles. Right when it says, right when he catches it and he starts going up for QB power, Jalen takes two steps up and gets the guy on the backside. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I like that. It's like, let the H back lead block, let Joe go, but let's make sure that we don't have someone coming backside to slide and take his legs out before he can really get going. So mm. I love, I, so I, I love that. Um, the second possession you were talking about on offense. I thought it was nice on the third and four, nice by Joe to, to get uh, get first, even though it was it was called back. It was hey, he knew the this time Joe knew what the play like, what the situation was. Cut inside, got the first, and then it was, um, and then you know we got called back for the for the hold. I thought this was a nice job by Kentucky to save the hold to a field goal because at this point in the game. You know, we we stop them, we score, we stop them. We got a chance to go down and go 14-0 pretty quick, and I thought it was pretty good by them. I know you're going to say self-inflicted. They still made two nice plays. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought I, – yes, I thought – yeah, they made some nice plays. I definitely thought they made some nice plays. I thought that number zero, that, that defensive tackle was, was pretty damn good. He's a good player, bro. Yeah. Um, oh. Let me talk about it. <laughs> How about you finish chewing your food first? I'm done. I'm done. Okay. This, this first and 10, I love this. So this is this is the version of a play-action shot, almost max protect, that, like, you would see if Kentucky was going to do it, they're going to turn around, they're going to stick that out. And put it in the belly. He's going to pull it. They're going to have an H back stay in block. That that running back that just got the fake. He's going to stay in block. And you're going to maybe have two guys. And it's hey, we're taking a shot here. If it's not there, throw it out of bounds or maybe run. This yep. is Tennessee's version of it. This is Tennessee's version of it. So it's our first. It's first and ten. Play action. Max protect basically. Even though we had three out in the route instead of only two. I just I just love that. And I think it's I think it's so neat how. He adds that that's a very typical football play, play action shot, but it just looks really different because most people watching might say they're just running a, a deep throw out of shotgun and and that that's not what it is. This is no. real this is really a play action. We've been grinding your ass up. We're gonna take a shot to see if you if your eyes are in the right spot. And the other thing is too, before you take before you say something, I thought Joe did a good job manipulating the pocket. Yeah. Um, I did think that I think a lot of people thought that first deep throw was a penalty, like they thought it was a PI, but I thought both guys were kind of hand fighting. And like I didn't I wasn't like, oh, why, why didn't they call something on that agreed. deep ball? Yeah. So I, agree. I thought that was fine. Um let's see just another Right, making dudes miss yes. on a good run, just taking it outside, just whoop, whoop, making guys miss. Great, um, seal, great seal block by the offensive line. Yeah, the next play, I, I mean, this was the one I, I was like, I've never seen a bigger hole in my life. Like it was, it, they run that, they run that pool, that tackle pool around. I mean, it absolutely expands the hole. The blocking down by the right side, it's just like, dude. Just just lap it up. Give it to me. 
Pull that's out. the one that that's the one where I, I talk about where we have one of our guys pull and Jacob or Castle, whoever's the HVAC, is waiting. So it's like you got two dudes just waiting there to lead the way, and then of course Jalen made his guy miss. Yes, um, it's it's silly. It really is an embarrassment of riches how good our three running backs are. It really is, and we didn't expect it. We yeah, didn't I, really know that it was going to happen, and it's just like sprouted. And Dylan Sampson is like, what? Like we're the frick. Like we knew we saw some good stuff, but we didn't think it was going to be this good. And I mean, he's just exploded. And let me tell you something. This reminds me of Alvin and of Jalen when we had two running backs and everyone got upset that Alvin wasn't used enough and Jalen was used too much. And I'm, I'm here in this scenario right now to every Tennessee fan out there. You saw Jalen Wright run a 56 yard touchdown on his second rush. And you saw what Dylan Sampson did. Who do I take touches away from to give to the others? It's like, I, I both guys are performing. What would you like me to do? I agree. And and I love Alvin Kamara. Fantastic player. He was awesome at Tennessee. I still thought, and I'm not a Jalen Hurd defender or apologist, but I thought Jalen still ran pretty damn well when he was in college. So it Hell was yeah. it, it wasn't this big disparity type type vibe. Um you give you give Josh Heupel those two guys. And they probably get worked a little bit better than with Butch. But, I, I mean, Butch still did what he could to try to get both of them touches. Going into the season, I thought we were going to be pretty good at running back, and, and it was going to be like a running back by committee. They're all, they're all really good. So, instead of the group being really good, each one of them individually is good. I, yeah. I, I still think Jabari comes in, and he hasn't maybe had the splash plays, but the guy gets – the guy makes someone miss, and he gets really good gains. He runs tough, and he he gets positive yards, just like Jalen, just like. Dylan. I mean, every I would bet money, and I haven't even looked at it, but every single one of them average over four yards a carry. Like I don't think there's any way that they're under that with with what I've seen, how many how many rushes they've had, how often it is four yards or more. It's just Howard, like there's, it's it's incredible. To start the game, to start the game, and I thought I had this in my notes to make a point of it. Let me check. I, I hope, I I hope people understand that what Tennessee does sometimes is not normal. When you just run it, and it's like, well, we just ran our first and ten, and now it's first and ten again, and it was just kind of like that. And then it's like we run again. It's like, wow, that looked like a win for Kentucky. And it's like, well, it's second and four. Yeah. Like, like we got six yards on first down. And, and and people are feeling like it's a win for Kentucky. That's not normal. And it's last year was a special team in their own route, in their own way. We had a Blitnikoff winner. We had Hendon. Like, it's pretty special what the guys are doing on the ground this year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean – Kentucky was supposed to have a good defense. We ran it pretty well against Alabama. Not as well as we should have or could have. Texas A&M, we wore their ass out too. So, it, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, Kentucky has one of the best rush defenses in the country. And we wore it ass out. So, you know, and it, and, it, and it can't be just simplified. Oh, yeah, it's fluky. They spread out. So, that's why it's easier to run. It's like, no, guys. Like, this would get stopped. This would get stopped if teams – 
understood what we were doing. That everyone knows that the formula, right? Everyone else is watching and seeing what Joe does. And they're like, I want him to throw the ball more, but they still can't figure it out. They can't make it happen. You would have thought Stoops going in this game. I was like, dude, Stoops is going to two weeks. Yeah, bye week. I was scared. Two weeks of bye week, and I'm like, Stoops is going to sell out on this run, and then we drive it right down their throat first first drive of the game. I'm like, looking around. I was like, I'm a Kentucky fan. I'm pretty pissed. And I forgot this on the very first offensive drive. The execution and play, I said, was art. The timing was great with Joe. He held his outside guy. The inside linebacker was blitzing. It worked out for Ollie on the pull. Sprags and Mincy worked up perfectly. Jalen missed his guy. I mean, it, it was art. It was art, art, perfect execution. Yeah, it was beautiful. Um, all right, third drive. I think we talked the deep ball. Um, Jalen making guys miss. Had a couple false starts. I think it was the one on Cooper. He had a little half uh, – Snap. Um, Samson just finding a hole and breaking arm tackles. Uh, just great running. That was uh, – I put here the second and ten after penalty. That run by Dylan, that was a little foreshadowing. And and let me say this. Jacob was out, and he had a chance, and Dylan's busting it out, and Jacob's coming in to try to pick someone up. And, and this is going to tie into something. I'll go ahead and say it now. The fact that he didn't block that guy, it was I was so happy about Jacob because so many times someone just wants to get a little like you're out there and I've been in that position where you feel like I don't want to not do something on this play to help. Well, sometimes mm. you doing that ends up hurting. It's and right there, yeah. it's like, dude, that's Dylan Sampson in the open field. Jacob, I know that you were supposed to block this guy. I know that the way it designed or how this guy shot up, you're not in a position to get in front of him now. And I love what Jacob did. Jacob said, okay, I can't get there. I'm going to work up to the next guy. Yeah. And and Dylan made that guy miss. And I tie this into a bigger thing is, and I'm assuming that Heupel and Glenn Ellerby and some of these guys tell them, if I was in there, I'd be like, guys, our running backs are so good. On the edge, when we do these quick, quick screens, our receivers are good. Squirrel's good at making someone miss. If you can block them, and, and I really would say this, like I said, the offensive line, the H-backs, because – Castle and Jacob had to block so much, and Jacob and Castle had to block on the edges, which is more difficult. If you just get a hand on them just for a second and you want to tug, just let it go because these guys are good enough that they're either already by you and you don't know it or they're going to make a guy miss. So yeah. it's, it sounds bad, but instead of being that like old school, hey, block to the whistle, this one's like block until you think you're going to get a holding call and then let them go because these guys are going to probably already make a miss anyways. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I I agree. I also think the um, the actual shove technique isn't quite taught enough in blocking of like you engage and yeah. then give me one of these yes and yeah. freaking shove them off of you. Um, I don't know if that's taught as much in like wide receivers and tight end rooms and things of that nature, but it gives you an extra like I hit you twice. Yes, I hit you once at the beginning and then I hit you again with a nice shove. So, um, little shout out, little shout out to kicker. It's nice. The bank we got stopped, self inflicted wounds. We should have gone down and scored. Bang a forty nine yarder early in the game. Hell yeah! Don't don't let that don't let that just slip by. 
No, uh, absolutely incredible performance uh, in the kicking game, making all those field goals. Um, I mean, buddy's an unsung hero the past two weeks. Like he's been scoring most of our points. So love it, absolutely love it. Um, next drive, uh, Joe pulls the ball on a counter, and I freaking love it. And I want him to do it more and more and more because I see it a lot where that defensive end crashes, where that end man on the line of scrimmage crashes. And I want Joe to keep doing it. So they keep staying there and nobody's there to tackle our running backs. I have um, it, I have it in my notes. That's a luxury. Think think how difficult offensive football is for some people around college football. And it's on first and ten, and all we have to do is run a read option or or, or like you said, hold it on a counter and we make a backpedal a first down. That that, yeah. that that's not normal. That is not normal. No. <laughs> I mean, against against a good defensive coach with two weeks to prepare, it's it's just like yeah, gotta, like like if if Tennessee fans, if you're what if you're like really just watching a lot of college football, you're just watching college football a lot, right? Maybe you don't step into the NFL realm as much, and you're thinking, you know, look at this offense, the way it works. Like this is what usually happens. Go go watch an NFL game. And, and how good the defenders are and how good everything is set up. Like, it's not easy to just keep getting first downs all the time. Like, I was watching that Cincinnati and San Francisco game, and I'm like, all right, here we go. San Francisco, good offense, good offensive players. Let's see them get this first down. And it was just like, run, run, didn't quite get their punt. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, Christian McCaffrey can't pick up 10 yards, but he's a hell of a lot better running back than the three guys we got, but they can pick up 10 yards. So it really kind of like opened your eyes, go watch some other football and be like, oh yeah, shit. Like this is really good. Right. I just think first year we're like, wow, this is great. Like we have a good coach. And then last year was amazing. And we just expect it to always look like that. It's like, it can look different, but still, I just I find myself and I'm I'm a pretty hard critic and I find myself every week just like wow like this is awesome yeah awesome uh, awesome hundred and at this point in the game where we're where we are at talking we're at the six thirty mark in the second quarter and Tennessee already has one hundred fifty two yards rushing then we do our P, PA shot to Chaz the, my favorite thing about that Chaz catch was that he caught it with his hands. And I love Chaz coming out of high school. I love Squirrel. Those were my two favorite guys. I thought Chaz just looked very polished as a high schooler. Yeah. But how he looks with his hands, it was a great catch. That was a perfect drive. And that is what happens when Tennessee does not beat themselves. And when we don't have a penalty, we go first and 10, second and four, play action shot, boom. And Kentucky's just, their defense is like, we, we don't. My favorite, my favorite part about that is Nimrod literally just beat the corner. Like a like just ran right by him, and then Buddy fell. Right, yeah. Like it wasn't like Buddy fell. That's why. Ch no, 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 no. He was going to be open regardless. He blew right past him. Um, so that just makes me feel good for future uh, yeah. Nimrod takes. Yes. Um. Uh. Shout out. Uh. I just thought it was very. I thought it was very trolling that. Uh, D was just calling fair catches on kick returns. Like he's catching it at the five yard line with a fair catch. I'm like, come on. We all know we want D to return the ball. There's no other reason he'd be doing that. And it's to say is 
why the fuck are we getting the ball in the 25 now? Now I fair catch, we get the ball at 25. Uh, so I thought that was a nice troll job by them. Um, let's see. The next the next offensive one I have. It's right before half. Yeah, this is where we hit the Ramel throw. I Joe worked through his progression. Jacob did come open, but Joe did get out, make a play, nice placement to Ramel, and then I have there that we did we did get away with on. And you know those those kinds of those kinds of plays by Joe is what everyone loves. It's what everyone gets yep. excited about. It's you know he made some of those plays versus Austin P when the guys were dropping the balls. He's made some of those plays in years past um, that we've seen out of him. Jesse Palmer about just wetted himself. Oh, oh yeah, and it was incredible. I mean his escapability, his uh, on the run to throw that laser to the sideline. I it was a great throw. It was a freaking um, laser. It was it was sharks with freaking laser beams on them. <laughs> exactly, uh, but I totally agree with you. It was it was an incomplete pass. You you looked at it. The more and more they showed it, I was like, yeah, his foot's off the ground. Yeah. Um, it was a nice way to end the half, though. I thought Joe, when he got out of the pocket, kept his eyes downfield, kind of pointed. Squirrel came open, which Squirrel did a great job to work back to his quarterback. So that was yeah. that was great to see. And then I loved that he didn't force anything and he took the deep the the dump off to dylan and then kudos again uh uh to the to the bang in the field goal home to, to end in the half yeah this, i mean that, this, that, that was such a great play by squirrel too because they were obviously defending the sideline like not letting passes get out of bounds and he was like all right i'll just take it inside and we'll get down yeah. to the field goal range and i did think you know that, Hypel said that's what it. You're supposed to do that's what you're taught as a receiver it's hey when you I, see Hypel said it afterwards. They asked him, like, why did he go for a field goal with seven seconds, thinking, like, okay, you get guaranteed points, or do you try another play and then kick the field goal? And he was like, well, I think it should have been nine seconds. And if you go back and watch it, Squirrel gets tackled in nine seconds. Um, but oh, they only give us seven. And he was asked. He said, I heard I, – because I listened back on the thing, the presser on our – the Rocky Top Insider YouTube page, and – he said, I asked, because someone asked, a reporter asked Hypel, hey, is that something that can be reviewed or that you can ask for them to review? And he said, I did ask him. And six seconds is what they came back with. <laughs> yeah, I did ask him, and they gave me seven. That was it. Yeah, seven, seven. Um, all right, so coming out of halftime, um, we've got John Campbell. He goes down. Uh, and it's kind of funny because, like, I love John Campbell and I really don't want him to be hurt. And I want him to play out there because I've seen some really good stuff from him. But like, tell me another time in your like Tennessee fandom where you've been like, Oh, well, we'll be okay. When an offensive lineman goes down, like, Oh yeah, it's totally fine because, because Crawford can come in and you've seen him play. Like I was like, all right, we'll be good. Like even when Mincy was out the other week and it was like, Dane Davis came in. It was like, all right, well, We'll be all right. It's a very, very, very fortunate and nice luxury to have. And I, and Kyler, it sounds terrible. I felt the same way. As long as it wasn't Cooper going down, I I, I felt I felt fine. Yeah. Uh. Da, 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 da. So this is where fans, and they may not notice, and they're like, "It's third and one, and we got stop. What the hell is he doing?" He ran. 
the exact same play that worked the first time, and this time the running back did not pick up the edge player. Yep. And it looked like Castle led up, and he, it looked like Castle, and I couldn't see it from the back angle, so I could be wrong, but it looked like Castle was going kind of in between the guard and tackle, and the two dudes came around off the edge, and so Jalen and Castle may not have seen them, mm-hmm. but that, but that's what happened. So it's execution. It works the first half, and then it doesn't work in the second half. Yeah, it's in, it seems to be a theme that is the guy off the edge. Uh, and I, I do think that Heifel is noticing that um, and can kind of adjust to that. So I don't know, because sometimes I'm like, why even get in the jumbo formation? Why even make it, you know, hey, look, we're going to run it. I'm bringing everybody in tight. Da, 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 da. It's just like. Back to what I said, keep just keep people out. And, yeah. 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 Just keep people out. And if they load the box. With everybody up there, throw it out there. Yeah, and let yeah. your wide receiver make a play. And but I get it too, though. I mean, you're sitting in there and you're you're a coach and you're saying, okay, we need one yard. We've been pounding it down these guys' throat. Let's let my massive quarterback go. And it worked. Uh, you know, it worked earlier. Yeah. But he probably expects Castle and Jalen to pick up the edge guy. But you know, they get paid too. The other guys get scholarships too. Sometimes they make a play, which uh, that's some foreshadowing when we talk about defense. Yeah. Uh, next drive, we get a phantom holding on Crawford. I have no idea what well, they were. We didn't get to, they didn't show a replay. So we yeah, had no idea. It was I'd, like watching from the wide. I was like, I can't see anything. Neither. Um, neither. Then Jalen trips on second down. So you're sitting in third, like, oh, shit. Like, what's going to happen here? And Joe makes a play. Joe escapes the pocket, keeps his eyes downfield, throws a laser across his body to Dante Thornton. Thornton showing up, makes a play, gets downfield. Like, man, Joe, what I you make plays like that. That's what pisses me off about the Texas AM interception. Okay. I see this. You raise my expectation, and then I see that freaking pick, and you lower it. And it's just like I see the most difficult things that you can do, and it's almost like he's better at backyard ball than he is actually thinking through what's happening in in a play. Could be. Like Could be. Brett Favre-esque. Like what's a nickel defense? Like Brett Favre didn't know that. And it had to be explained like two years into the NFL. So it's like – that's the kind of way Joe is like, oh, yeah, I'm just escaping and finding somebody. I can do that. This is a side note because you mentioned Dante Thornton with the catch. Heupel's the man, bro. He and, – and I was trying to think. So today as I was walking, warming up and stretching and getting these legs loose before running, I was listening to the presser, as I just mentioned. Mm. And someone asked him about Dante, and it's like the third or fourth time I've heard him be like, hey, Dante was hurt in the spring. He's been a little banged up right now. I still really appreciate the effort and energy he brings to practice every day. And he was just very complimentary of him. And it just seems like Heibel just doesn't beat his guys up. He He's even if – even and, and maybe there's times where the player is not doing what they need to do 
Mm-hmm. And so maybe Hypel and, and if anyone can think about it, drop it in the comments or whatever. Because like I said, I was trying to think about it. I didn't do any research to go back. But Hypel just seems like he's always going to take it for his guys to, when he when he think you know, instead of some coaches are like, well, you know, Dante aren't getting it done. You know, or 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 it's like, well, Dante, you know, he's been here in the program and you know, he's getting the opportunities and he's got to make the best of them. And, you know, like they like one of these digs and it's just like, I just like always riding for his dudes and people are going to yeah. love that and play for him. Yeah. Cause I they, agree. cause they know, even if Dante knows like, yo, I haven't been injured since spring. I just can drop that ball against, against Bama. Heupel's not going to beat him up about it. And I, I think that's a cool thing. If that, you know, if, you know, that Heupel does that. Yeah, it's like that guy. Hey, that guy knows he fucking dropped it. Like that guy knows that he didn't do what he's supposed to. Yeah, you don't have to make him feel worse. Multiple multiple ways to coach. Anyways, continue. Um, let's see. On this, uh, the we run an option. I, you know, I told you I always love the option. One thing I hate about the option is when the quarterback is pitching to like follow his pitch and i do think that is taught so that your pitch isn't you know bad or isn't like going to be a fumble because you're like watching it through but to me it just leads the defender to the running back i don't know i don't know if i'm being just too picky about what the option play is but that always kind of bugged me when i saw it like when i saw quarterbacks like and then they lead to it like gives that guy an opportunity to just like Okay, I'm gonna follow you. Um, this this one, I, I we're down towards the you know towards the end zone, and they're about to run a quarterback run. They bring in everybody. They're about to run it, and that big number zero stands up and just points right at Joe and looks back at everybody and points at Joe again. I'm like, he called it. Like I guarantee, he was like, they're gonna run with the court. Like just called it. And I feel like at that point, maybe Joe looks over to the sideline like, hey, uh, help me out here. Like, do we have another play <laughs> that we can call? Because Big Buddy knows it's coming. Um, so they, they, you know, they stop it. And then the next play, Sprags and Mincy get beat on a game. Yeah. Uh, and to be fair to Joe, this was happening a lot this game. Guys were getting off of level. Um, and what that means is if this is the center that's sitting right in the middle and that guard is right off of his back foot and they set, and now that guard is two feet back from his back foot, they are not on the same level. And it is very easy to switch them on guys and defensive linemen to move around them. Same over at tackle and guard. If they are, one is really deep and one is really far up. It's really easy for a defensive tackle and end to run a game. And that kept happening. Happened to Mincy and Spraggs. It happened to Ollie and Coop. Uh, it it happened a good amount and was the reason for most of Kentucky's pressures slash sacks um, was just getting off level. And you just got to be paying attention to it as an offensive lineman. You cannot – as the further back guy, I need to make sure I'm not a – if I'm the tackle, I cannot be off level of the guard. The guard cannot be off level of the center. The center kind of sets the level. Just creates just create space. <clears throat> create space, yeah. create alleyways. Yeah. 
Um, let's any see. Other, any other big points you want to get to on offense? Because I know you want to keep it an hour. We're at the 51. Yeah, I want, I want to try to. Um, yeah, I got another Sprags and Coop off level. Uh, that was the, the play that, you know, people are showing of Joe trying to look at all three routes and Rommel actually comes open on a slant. It's probably mm-hmm. his fourth read. So it's hard to get back over there. But that was a play that Sprax and Coop got off level and they got picked. Um, let's see. Dylan, I mean, just shout out him in in the last, you know, in the fourth quarter, just making plays when he needed to, just bouncing off dudes, getting extra yardage, breaking arm tackles, breaking another tackle on the edge. Um, when squirrel missed the block and he still breaks the tackle and gets a first down, like that shit is so big. That, um, and that, then just you know, shout out everybody's effort on that final drive to just run, 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 run that clock. Yeah, it was nice, it was really, really cool. You know, I thought we had a missed opportunity <clears throat> when we were, you know, going down before half and then after half, where that game really could have been 26 17, 30 17. And that adds a different level of pressure for Kentucky. But sometimes it's the Jimmy and Joes and not the X's and O's. Yeah. And we know how much we love our X's and O's from Coach Heupel. But sometimes you just got to have a guy that's just got that, that whether his day and it's his game or whether that's just who he is every game of the year. But Jalen started us and and warmed down. Dylan came in for the knockout punch, and that the one you're talking about, where it's the the you know quick throw or screen or whatever it was, and Squirrel misses his guy, and the guy has Dylan wrapped up, and he just breaks it and gets a first, and then there's the shuttle pass, and their best player number zero has has Dylan for a one-yard loss or a one-yard gain, it's right there, and Dylan just keeps running and breaks it out and gets that stuff right there is where you're sitting there, and that's the point of the game where I'm a little nervous. I'm like, okay, let's let's close this thing out, and he does mm-hmm. that stuff, and those are the plays that kind of put you in and cement you into some Tennessee history for, for, for some fans. I mean, I'm going to remember those two plays. and For sure. It's weird, man. It is weird that these – it's weird because these guys are not the biggest guys, and they make dudes miss and break tackles constantly. 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 Slippery. Okay. Uh, so, shout out to them how they finished. Uh, I, I mean, I'm so I'm so on the last leg right here. I just got to – my. I have not even unpacked the car. My phone charger is still out there. I just got the 10% battery. Sorry to the defense, but we're going to try and do this real quick. Let me um, – if, 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 if this thing – if this screen goes black, then adios, Ball Nation. It was great talking with you this week, and you can finish it. But, Kyle, I have to I have to get to a few things. Okay. The, the most important things that I want to talk about, and, and this is not in any order, but once again, the plays that the, def- the defensive backs gave up they were in great position. Yeah. And this is this it happens. It happens, but we cannot fault those guys when they are in perfect position and someone else makes a play. We when don't their hand is on the ball. We do not have Darrell Revis, Richard Sherman, uh Deion Sanders, Jalen Ramsey, AJ Terrell. We don't have all those guys on our team. And guess what? Even those guys get beat sometimes. So it's 
all you can ask for is that they're in the position and they're right there to try to make the play. And guess what? Tamarian makes the play on fourth down and they tried to rub him and, and, and he had to get through it and he was still there and made the play. So like I mentioned, the only one where I've really seen our Tennessee defensive backs look like they're playing Tennessee because someone is running behind them free was one play at Alabama. Mm-hmm. So just shout out to these guys and everyone knocked them coming in this year. And I know what the numbers were last year. It's not just on defensive backs on how much yardage you give up. There's a lack of pressure. Maybe the linebackers aren't doing their jobs. Yep. I thought it was awesome to see that even though Devin Leary was making good throws and that guys were making good catches, our guys were in the right position. And I understood what Banks was doing this time. We weren't getting the pressure that we thought. He wanted to put people in zone. We didn't run a ton of man. Bend but don't break, and the defense held them to field goals. Yeah, and I and I think that plays into it. There was a lot of hitches, digs, slants Outlet. that were getting hit, out routes, and like the deep balls that maybe you think that were deep were really like 20, 25 yard throws. A quarterback, that's a three step drop. One, two, three. I can throw it 25 yards, and my guy is already there. Like, it's not a deep, really deep throw. You don't have to wait for it. So, I think that that also played into us not having pressure was I kept counting every time that quarterback got the ball. I'd say one Mississippi, two Mississippi, and he lets it go. They they were getting it out. They They were were getting it out. Now, and and Banks could have said, you know what, if you guys want – and it wasn't the all-quick game because I thought walking – rewatching, I was like, let me see if they're really quick game, quick game. There was a couple where they were dropping it back, and and he was letting it rip when his back foot hit, but maybe it was three stops, maybe it was four steps. It wasn't just all super short stuff. Mm -hmm. So Banks could have said, let me man up and try to bring some more people, but I thought he he mixed a man in there well. I thought how we started the game was – you know, we get our defense a stop, it's it's a first snap. Seemed like a good tone setter. Hey, you want to run the ball? You're not going to be able to run the ball. Yeah. You know, you got Tate. Tyler Barron. Tyler Barron. Yeah. I have mm-hmm. I have one here. If you are a coach against Tennessee and you think your tight end is going to block Tyler Barron, you're a fucking fool. You should you should <laughs> you should be fired after that yeah. game. You should be fired. Yeah. So, anyways, first snap, tone setter, Tank, Tyler Barron, Wesley Walker, Elijah. Uh, second play, second play, they put Tyler Barron as a de- defensive tackle. Not fair. Bryson Eason having a well of a season, a well of a season. He might be the third best player we have on the D line. You got, you know, you got James Pierce and Tyler Barron, and then Omar, yeah, Eason's and, killing it. And then Bryson Eason and Omar Norman Lott probably splitting there. And then Omari Thomas is kind of the vet, which, by the way, it was funny watching him tell Delvin Hobbs where to go, which was funny. But Omar Thomas has been well, but some of these other guys have just made some of the splash plays. Yeah. And then third and 15, the the, the I got to shout out Roman Harrison. The third and 15, which we were basically, hey, keep everything in front. We're not going to let him get the 15 yards. But Roman Harrison is rushing, and then he's there with two DBs when the tackle's being made. The guy's done that his entire career since I've watched him. Yeah, his so, trace. Uh, his trace yeah. back, his effort. It's a second to nine. Yeah. Uh, Third and one textbook with Eason, Amari. The quarterback, like, there was never a chance. No. I saw them lining up, and I'm like, this is about to get so stopped. There's no way. And then my favorite thing, absolute favorite thing, fourth down, 
Tyler Barron just wins his one-on-one. Like, yeah. there's not a blocking scheme issue. There's not someone missed what was going on. There was, we're running it in this A or B gap, and our guard is one-on-one with their defensive tackle, and Tyler Barron won that. Banks Banks also brought Tamarian off the nickel blitz, and it which worked out perfectly because it ran right there, and it was just him and Elijah were there to help Tyler Barron, even though Tyler probably didn't really need it. So that's, I mean, just think we get a stop, we score and we stop him on fourth down. It's, it's, it's the recipe. I really thought that we could have put them away, but they, they did a good job bouncing back and, and fighting on some stuff. Yeah. I thought, uh, honestly, Kyler, we've talked about it here. I have on this, some nice plays and play calls by, by Kentucky. Uh, uh, one thing I got to shout out is he hasn't played a ton. I mean, we've seen, Aaron Beasley, we've seen uh, Elijah, we've seen Caleb Perry, who's been getting some good run. Arian Carter played a little bit, but dude, when that guy figures it out and hits time, his athletic ability and his speed is going to be a massive problem for people. Yeah, I mean, I you can tell when he, you can tell by his physical gifts that he it's there's something different there than Beasley or Elijah or and I and I wonder where. Jeremiah T. Lander was this week because I was I was excited to hopefully see the head basher. Yeah, I I remember on one play where Arian was trying was in zone. I think it was later in the game and like tried to get over and the guy was running back a, a, across him and he kind of flipped his hip sprint. Guy took off and he didn't like fall. I've seen many people fall. He just flipped his hips. He was behind, but he still flipped his hip and started running again. And I was like, wow, that was. Kind of athletic, like. Are you talking about Arian? Yeah, yeah, that's the play I was talking about. He did that, and I was like, "Dude, that's his." Yeah. Um, shot the just the next drive. Uh, there was when uh, the tight end went on that out route, and like Roman was trying to cover him, and then it was a completed pass. Like we ran a great blitz around and tried to get James Pierce to come inside, and that left guard just did a great job of picking him up. Mm-hmm. Like it was just like, all right, well. You know, I can't be mad at it. Like, offensive line made a good play. Um, Tyler Barron just pushing dudes around again. Uh, let's see. I thought. Let me say this: they they've been trying to run it a little bit, and since they're running like A and B gap, they try to toss, and the toss was our our like Wesley and Tamarian and Tank did a really good job this week of coming up. And playing at the line of scrimmage, our pursuit was really good. I thought the whole night we did a great job making them one-dimensional. I mean, yeah, they're a running team, and we took it away. They could not run the ball. And we took it away immediately. I mean, hell, they had to do the jet sweep uh, handoff to that Ray Davis guy for him to even get a tutty, which was a good play call for them. But this is typical UT defense on this next on this third possession is we bend but don't break, hold them to three. And, and most of the time, if we're holding you to three, you're, you're not going to beat us. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, and all, that was also the third and ten. We showed the double inside black backer blitz. It was pressure with four, especially JP James Pierce got there, and then it was just nice on the back end. It was really really good coverage on the back end, and that's where they threw it. They kind of had some good momentum going down. Then they get in the red red area, and they they can't get it in. Yeah, the next drive is the one where you've got Danico getting beat. But Mod. still great coverage. And it, then McDonald right. getting beat in the end zone, but still like all over him. And it was um, it, it was the per, it was the perfect play design by Kentucky to your it's they're on the left, they got all the field on the right, they got their trips, they're gonna run off and try to kind of 
pick play, so our guy has to run through traffic. Tamarian, Tamarian's hand touches it. I mean, you can see the ball, and it was just ended up being a good catch. But yeah, it, you know, it really they, did. Then they came back to it on the fourth and six, and he made the play, which we've already talked about. Yeah. Um, let's see. Next Wait, Tyler, did you hear? Did you hear? Um, did you hear Jesse Palmer? He was like, "Oh, da da da, did a great job picking up this block," and then they show the back angle replay. Yeah. Jake Spears just absolutely body buddy. Yeah, and then and then Jesse Palmer goes, well, because he was bragging about him. He was bragging hard, and then they show it. Yeah, because he was just like, oh, James Pierce didn't have pressure. And it was like, yeah, he didn't make a tackle, but, but he ran him over. He decleated him, and then Jesse Palmer kind of laughs and goes, well, maybe – he goes, he said he stonewalled him. I said, Jesse – no one got stonewalled, no one got stonewalled there except your your boy your left tackle. So that was hilarious to to see that he just got stuck with his words in his mouth, and then he realized what he did. And he's like, "Well, at least he held James Pierce for making the play." Yeah, exactly. Um, next one, uh, got Leary finding a hole in cover two. Yeah, uh, I thought I thought their wide receivers did a very good job of finding the holes in the zone, like. They would hit those little comebacks and those hitches and some of those little digs and kind of stop and shuffle and like yeah. find that hole. So I thought they did a good job at that the Jesse, whole time. Jesse kind of made it sound like uh, Brandon Turner didn't play that well. I thought Brandon played it fine. It was just a really, really good throw. It's the wide side of the field into a cover two. He's going to make that throw a lot of times. And so I, I thought that was good. This was uh, I this is one thing I want to bring up. I love a lot of what Tim Banks is doing, but when it's third and nine. There's one guy on Tennessee, two guys, two guys on Tennessee's roster. If it's third and nine or it's fourth and whatever, and it's a passing play, I do not ever want to see James Pierce or Tyler Barron dropped in any sort of coverage. And this one, yeah. on third, this one on third and nine, he has JP dropping back. Hey, I love a cool zone blitz where you bring this guy, drop this guy, but don't ever make the guy that is dropping back James Pierce or Tyler Barron. Yeah, I, I get that. Uh, I get that. Great job also on the double pass. Uh, yeah, great job defending the double pass, not letting that get away from you, making them run it. Um, and then I, what Jesse run. said, like shout out that dude for just taking off and running it. Like that was smart by him. Agreed. So many guys get so excited for that, and they just chuck it no matter what. And it's like, well, you just ruined your opportunity. Yep, exactly. And you're not getting that again. <laughs> Thanks for showing up. Um, sweet play to Ray Davis is how they end up scoring on this drive. Um, I thought Wesley kind of got up too far into it, into the line of scrimmage, so it, it got outside of him. Obvious holding on Ward Burrell, uh, like pretty bad, but whatever they score. Uh, Time enough for, for us to answer, and then we answer with a field goal before half. So it was it was good. Um, in the second half, let's see. Uh, sack by uh, Tyler Barron and Norman Lot. This was a huge play, huge. and absolutely loved Tyler Barron. Just. This is this is the announcer jinx because they were talking about the big blue wall and yeah. out there, and then they go, "Well, right on cue." And Omar mm -hmm. Norman Lot shot in, Tyler Barron shot in. I was like, "Massive play, massive, massive play." Um, love it when it's like a little two man 
sack. Just means you both of you guys had a lot of effort. Um, let's see. McDonald's fights through attempted pick on fourth. Oh, yes. And this is what you mentioned before. Like he fought through a pick on him and was still able to defend the guy on fourth down, which was great. That was more of a rub. They were trying to more rubs. Yeah. Rub. Yeah. But yeah, but it was. I it categorize was, it. It was, it was, it was fantastic. Um, Elijah claps again. <laughs> I couldn't believe it when it happened. I could not believe it. Um, let's see. Eason with another just push and wrap up of Ray Davis just did it by himself. Just pushed the guard back, made the tackle. Um, and then they run hitches down at the goal line and we're in zone. And it's like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's going to work. You can just, find, well, you can find the, like the wide receivers are doing a great job of finding that hole. And it, it I mean, think about it. That wide receiver took two steps, turned around, caught the ball, turned and ran into the end zone. But some, sometimes, sometimes it works when you have – I mean, it's probably best to do like a two-man under because then you got manned up and then you're going to have a guy in the middle of the field, whether it's a safety or a linebacker. Uh, but but there's times where if you can pass off well and communicate well, then, then that's a decent defense. But, yeah, there's a lot of times that you're going to have your guy on the inside – that the quarterback knows whether it's a tight end or a slot receiver that you get there, you turn and, and they hit it pretty well. So it yeah. um, let's see. Next drive. Uh, just, I mean, you know, they were getting like a check down for 10 yards. They had a good play action pass corner route versus man. And, you know, that's tough to stop. That's the one where it's like so smoky. You could barely see it. Um, Beasley gets beat on a slant route, which is kind of tough to watch. Um, but then we kind of get back into it. Pierce bats that tight end screen on the blitz, which was massive because if that gets over him, that's a huge gain, if not a touchdown. Rodney Garner has gotten these guys very, very locked in on if you're getting by him that easy. Get those hands up, recognize what's going on, and eat, and then turn and sprint. So, yeah. because there's a lot of teams that are going to do that, they know how good we are at pressuring them, and so they're gonna they're gonna try to to murder us behind it. And luckily, so far we haven't gotten beat too bad on it because the Texas A&M guy dropped one. We've gotten mm-hmm. our multiple times batting these things away. So it's been it's been really impressive this year. That yeah, I think we they got tried, beat. They on... tried. They try to use our aggression against us, and it hasn't gotten us yet. I feel like there's there was one that maybe it was like Austin P or something that it was like it was yeah. perfect. Like it was perfect. right into it. Well, and they it, got it. Yeah, um, it's Austin P though, so yeah, exactly. Uh, then good coverage by Judah Lally on third down. This is their long field goal they attempted and ended up missing. Uh, and in the last drive, um. You know, I thought, let's see. I got McDonald on a blitz. Elijah gets a hand on it. Uh, I think that's when he batted the ball. Um, 
Let's see. I, I want to shout out one that I remember. And I've had to play this defense multiple times. It was always very frightening. And it's when you're the safety and you're about 10 yards, maybe 12 yards deep, and you have the inside guy. So it's outside receivers being guarded by the outside corner, inside guys taken by the nickel, and then the safety gets the, the deep guy. And I thought Wesley played it perfectly. And it was hilarious because the Kentucky receiver tried to hit him with like the YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, uh, quick feet, cool, <laughs> yeah. cool looking, cool looking. Like drag the foot behind you so all the all the the things spread and the, <laughs> and, and it the was so, and, and it was so funny because he comes off fast and he starts to hit this Instagram really cool off season training video BS at five yards and he he never pressed to Marion's cushion which yeah. is what you have to do so what he should have done is if he's going to try to be, do that you got to get to eight or nine then hit those feet and mm -hmm. then break out but he comes off the line tries to cook to Marion's still sitting there then he gets to to Marion and tries to break down and it's the slowest most unathletic <laughs> breakout break into Marion standing there he never gets his cushion broke the guy breaks out he runs with him gets his hands and bats it away and I yeah. thought it was great coverage but I just had to throw that out there that it was very very funny that the Kentucky wide receiver tried to have an I'm him moment and it fell completely on his face <laughs> yes love you love notice it when it? that happens did you notice it uh I didn't notice the, the Instagram find, route I'm gonna find it and send it to you it's yeah, funny send it to me um yeah towards the end just good pressure up front by uh omar norman lot he almost got his helmet taken off on that play um i don't know if anybody else noticed but like literally as he's he gets past the o-line and he's like putting his helmet back on as he's running to the quarterback um and then burrell does a great job of tackling the guy on an out route before the first down um, and forcing Kentucky to a field goal, and then we get the ball back and don't give it to them. So, uh, you know, good team win by everybody. I thought there was really good things. Um, I thought Kentucky played well, which is the reason it was closer and not necessarily we were playing really bad because uh, I didn't even get that annoyed with the penalties. I still felt okay about the penalties we had given up. Some were stupid, but I wasn't pissed, let's say. I, th I think it's a great team win, man. I <clears throat> You lose Kamal Haddon. You're playing a team on the road. It should be one of their biggest games of the year. The play should be rocking. Whoa, like, whoa, whoa. This was our Super Bowl. Fucking, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Uh, anyways, they've had two weeks to prepare. We're, both teams are five and two. We don't play our best, but the game really felt like the team in orange and white was much better. And it was very much, like you said, it's the big brother, little brother. It's little brother comes out sometimes in the backyard or in the driveway, and they get a couple, and you're playing to 10, you know, win by two, and he gets four, and it's four or five zip. And then you just come back and, you know, and you just kind of handle biz. And and that's what it is. Now, that's not what we had to do because we kind of, you know, we ran out and, and started hot and they really never caught us. Yeah. 
but it, my point to that is it was just the the better program, the better team won. And it's, you know, we're 36 and three against them or whatever it is. And they're going to have to play really, really well to beat us. And they, they played fine, but they didn't play really, really well. Yeah. Uh, and my last thing, just before we go, a little shout out. From- I, I'm kind of okay with not playing Tennessee, on a yearly basis, and I know like an, a lot of Kentucky fans may not be uh, accepting of that because, you know, I love the Tennessee rivalry, especially in basketball. It's a year-round kind of rivalry with Tennessee, but, you know, I would rather have like South Carolina or Missouri. You know, <laughs> that we could beat. No, I mean, I don't, I don't think you're wrong. I mean, we, we – we, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I appreciate the call. We've – We've hit – this has been historically Tennessee's worst run except for last year, and we only beat them twice. So, you know, I mean, I <laughs> – If I'm being – Just a little shout-out from Kentucky Sports Radio after their loss. Hey, at least they sound reasonable. I'm fine. That's true. The kitty cats. We'll see you all in Thompson Bowling, Kroger, or Food City Bowl. We'll, we'll see you then. Yeah, exactly. All hey, right, bro. brother. All right. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. If you are watching, please like, subscribe, hit that notification bell, and leave a comment. If you are just listening, rate and review, download, redownload, follow us on all those listening platforms. Also, follow us on social media at Pancakes and Bacon on Twitter for our main account at Pancakes and Bacon underscore RTI, underscore RTI on Instagram. And then if you want to follow Reed, it's just at rbacon26 on Twitter for him and at Kyler Kerbison on all social medias for myself. Um, Really appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. And as always, go balls.